Hello, Two Principles podcast listeners. We are so grateful for all your support and appreciate you checking in with us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would love for you to follow, subscribe, and rate review our podcast. You can also follow us on all of our social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at Two Principles. Check us out on the web at twoprinciples.com. We're so grateful for our Two Principles podcast partners, HealthWise Behavioral Health and Wellness. As a team of experienced licensed psychologists, clinical therapists, medical professionals, and mind-body practitioners, HealthWise offers a wide range of mental health services for individuals of all ages. HealthWise is grounded in a philosophy that considers the whole person. Greenboy Brand. We want to thank Greenboy Brand for helping us design our two principles artwork and logo. They can help you customize your brand. If you're looking for an artwork designer logo or some cool merch, check them out at greenboybrand.com. Welcome to the Two Principles Podcast, where we help you get out of your head and into your heart. The Two Principles Podcast, life and leadership talk inside and out. A better you makes for a better today. It starts with you. I'm Allie Hurdy, and I'm hanging out with the Two Principles today. And my name is Krista Koenig, and I am also hanging out with the Two Principles. Okay. So you guys, are you guys coffee drinkers, or are you guys drinking those like weird energy yes. drinks? This is a bubbler, and I am an absolute number one fan of bubblers. Bubbler. So tell me, I've never heard bubbler before. Have you heard, Kevin, have you heard bubbler? I haven't. Okay. They are antioxidant sparkling waters, oh. five calories per can, and it has about 60 milligrams of natural caffeine per can. So I usually drink about two a day, but pink is Wait, the best. sugar? Is that sugar? Um... Sugar, no sugars, but oh, wow. eight grams of carbs somehow. I've, I've never heard it listed as natural caffeine. I know. I don't know exactly. I didn't what know it there is. was. And you drink two of those a day. Yeah. What do you? What time is your first one usually? Usually about eight o'clock. I crack the first one. Second one's like one thirty ish. What time do you get up in the morning? Four forty-five. <laughs> so yeah. you're up at 445. What are you doing at 445? You're just up and at them or are you working out? Or? Yeah, I mean, I'm awake, kind of half asleep, half awake for about 10 minutes, then get everything going. Krista and I are actually avid hot yoga yes. people. I yes. see that. You these guys post two, that. I, I, yes. got, I got a vibe with these two already. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm a hot yoga guy. Well, although I it's haven't been doing it lately. Mm. Yeah, I like totally, it was just doing some yoga alone in my room for probably like six months. And then one day we just decided to commit to a studio and it's been life changing. I just saw a studio right when we drove by a yoga studio. Is that the one? No. So that one is brand new opening, I think late August, early September. It actually, it might be down there. There might be another uh, one down there's there. There's one on this side. We okay. came in on this side of bar of what's this called? Barstow. Bar- bar- Barstow yes. Street. Yeah. We came in off of that side and okay. there's, there's one over there. That just says sense. yoga. It's all it says. Yeah, I'm not sure what that one is. Ours is probably like 15 minute drive, 10 minute drive in the morning. Cool. It's we go of, to the yoga room. Yeah, yoga, yes. yoga room. Well, you got especially if you're gonna do if you need to do hot yoga. I mean, you got to go to a good studio that can heat it up. Uh, how about you? Are you drinking uh, caffeine every day? I'm a coffee and a bubbler drinker. Oh but wow! As, do you mix them together, or <laughs> just is it? Definitely keep them separate. <laughs> just kind of depends on the day. But as Ali said, bubblers are definitely our superpower. We're always, we're normally always drinking the bubblers, so. So the bubblers, that's a new thing for me, Kevin. I'm going to have to check out the bubblers. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I don't know, I just stick to my regular. 
coffee. But if you're going to get coffee, do you make it yourself? Do you pick it up somewhere? I have an espresso maker. I got an espresso maker for Christmas because I told myself that I need to start saving money and quit spending $6 on a cup of coffee. <laughs> so I've been trying to use my Nespresso maker more, but... Nespresso or espresso? You're talking about the ones with the pods? Yes. Okay, so yep. that's what my wife, my wife and I did because I had to break her of that habit too. Yeah. She was, and it's great. Um, which one did you get by chance? I got the Nespresso know? Virtue, Virtue with like the Nespresso frother as well. Okay. Love yeah. the frother. Yeah. Highly recommend. Yeah, it's been good. I've enjoyed it. Nice. Hey, uh, KJ, you ready to go here yeah, today? Yeah, let's go. Let's uh, raise our frequency today. Yeah, let's go. Let's get out there. Let's go. Let's spread some good out of the podcast universe. It's that time. Hello and welcome to today's show. As always, super excited to be here today with my good friend, Kevin. We are excited to have Allie Herty and Krista Koenig on the show today. We are coming to you from Digitally Ahead in downtown Eau Claire. Kevin, we crossed state lines today, pal. <laughs> we did. We crossed yeah, the state exciting. lines. This is our first, first time. time. Cross, yeah, first time crossing state lines. Hey, I'm Jason Paris. I'm Kevin Jost. And we are the Two Principles, the Two Principles <laughs> podcast, where we put our focus on leadership, work-life balance, stress management, and mental health. Our goal is to equip everyday leaders with practical tools to maintain their overall health and live out a more balanced and fulfilling life. Hey, if this is your first time tuning in to the 2P pod, Hey, we appreciate you checking us out. There's so many awesome pods out in the podcast universe. Thanks for tuning in today as we continue on this journey towards a healthier and happier you, one step at a time, one conversation at a time. As always, every episode, we will stay true to the two principles purpose. We will consider the impact of our words and actions. We will be in the moment. We will stay present. We're going to give it our best today. And of course, we're going to try to have a little bit of fun. And I think uh, that's going to be pretty easy today. Oh yeah. We are definitely going to have a lot of fun. Hey, um, you two got any questions for the two principles before we get before we kick this thing off? Anything that you want to know about us? Honestly, I need to think of a. Are you guys candy or popcorn lovers? Like a chocolate Ooh, popcorn. or popcorn? Popcorn. Popcorn. Yeah, I love um, popcorn too. Um, I'm a mixer. Gosh, I'm, I'm gonna throw candy in my popcorn, and I'm gonna eat them both. That's what <laughs> I'm gonna do. Oh, why, yeah. why can I not think of the kind of the kind of popcorn I like? The um, the sweet, uh, not corn, kettle, kettle, kettle corn. Yeah, Thank that's, you. That's, that's my favorite too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I w- I'd say both. I'm about to throw them together, <laughs> throw my candy and my popcorn, eat them both. So well, yeah. that's good. That's good. Um, Kevin, I don't have anything, uh, I, to be honest with you, I haven't even looked in the mailbag, so I'm not even <laughs> no. going to go there right now. No. So, uh, if there, if there have been, uh, listeners, uh, send enough stuff, we will, uh, we will check those and we'll get those questions out to you. In, in lieu of a mailbag question, I'm just going to point this out there um, just for listeners. Uh, this is fun for me because Allie is my niece. Yes. So she is my sister's daughter. So yeah. kind of fun. We are. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah. I'm so, glad that the first podcast I ever do is with exactly. my uncle too. <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> Love it. Fun. Um, so Krista and, um, and Allie, I need to know... Well, first, let's start with Allie. So, Allie, what I need to know walk-up songs. That's kind of what we do here on the Two Principles Pod. We like to know our guests' walk-up songs. So, Allie, what would be your walk-up song? I got to say Seven Nation Army would be my go-to walk-up song. All right. This Allie. is not one I know. I don't even, I've never even heard of that. Okay. Right, Here we go. Turn it on. Let's go. I think I got it. Oh, yeah. Allie, welcome to the Two Principles Pod. Thank you very much. Excited to be here. Do I know this? If you don't, I I don't. I'm not going to judge you. (laughs) 
I don't know if I know this, but I like it. It's a classic. So is this your vibe where you kind of want to get yourself moving and going? Absolutely. All right. That's good. Okay. Sweet. Krista, how about you? What is your walk-up song that we can introduce you to the Two Principles pod? That is a tough choice, but I got to go with This Is How We Do It by Montel Jordan. Okay. See if I can pull this up here, KJ. Yeah. Let me get a little bit of the, uh, you know this one. I oh, yeah, Kevin. I know this one. This is for my time. All right, Krista, welcome to the Two Principles Pod. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Two songs you haven't heard? <laughs> no. We've on never the, on we, the pod. Well, yeah, yeah. Them, but not, 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 not our guests. And we've though. never had a repeat. No one's ever uh, mentioned uh, the same one. We it's like good. the uh, pod. You want to introduce these uh, two and we'll get moving? Yeah, we are excited. Like I said, we are uh, got my niece on the show today, Allie Hurdy. Um, Allie is uh, owner of Digitally Ahead, um, and we're going to dive into that, obviously. Krista Koenig, right? Yep. Um, employee, mm-hmm. new time employee. Um, and so this is going to be a fun uh, opportunity to talk to two people from a younger generation. Um, we have all sorts of questions to talk, talk to you about social media and, and what you guys are doing and, and uh, um, you know, how you guys feel about the things that we talk about, uh, the four pillars that we talk about and, and get a different perspective. And, and so super excited that uh, you guys were open to uh, joining us today. And uh, this has been super fun for us to go on the road and like you said, cross state, state lines and, and jump in here and, and um, have a good conversation. So thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Hey, so we do a uh, random question of the show. And so today's question isn't new. So the listeners that have been with us since the beginning know this question. So I want to know, both of you answer this question here. Do you make your bed in the morning? You go first. I do make my bed every morning. But I will say that I never made my bed. It was never a household rule growing up. It was a habit that I really picked up um, within the last few years, actually. Okay. And I would say the main reason why I do it is um, I just love having a clean, organized space to come home to after work. I just feel like it sets my day up for success. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I feel, just sets my day up for success, really. Yeah. All right. That's good. Allie, how about you? So I do try to make my bed when it's winter, but in the summer months right now, I'm in an apartment that doesn't have central air. So we just have one air conditioning unit that goes into a window. So we moved our bed over Mm -hmm. near that window and it's kind of like connected to the couch situation right now. So it's probably like a four out of seven days we make the bed. (laughs) Yes. But it's been pretty fun. Yeah, that's you're over fifty percent. That's good. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin, I know you. You. Well, yeah, we're I don't good even know it. if you you necessarily don't even make the bed. I think your your wife makes the bed. Yeah, if, if she doesn't, I do it though. But yeah, <laughs> but I, she does it most of the time. Just so you know, I did make the bed this morning. So it's good. Let's go. Let's let's get let's dive deep into some of these questions here. Yeah, let's go. Let, we're gonna. You know, this is the first time too we've had f- two guests. Yeah, well, this is the first we've never one. done this before. So. Um, We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we got double the answers, right? Yeah. Um, let's start. Let's start with Allie. Why don't you just try to give listeners just a general background, 
who you are, who are you, where, where are you coming from? Uh, where'd you grow up? How'd you, how'd you land here? Absolutely. It doesn't yeah. need to be super deep, but. Yeah. So I grew up in Andover, Minnesota, graduated from Andover High School in 2018. I played soccer my whole life, super competitively, didn't really think I wanted to play in college, but ended up just committing to Eau Claire here, just thinking like, might as well try it before, you know, I totally dismiss it. Ended up meeting Krista the first day of our soccer camp preseason, something like that before our freshman year. We just hit it off immediately and I've been really good friends ever since. I originally started at Eau Claire and I was going to do dentistry, went there. They said, we don't have pre-dentistry. I don't know how it was an option that I selected, but it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> so ended up undeclared there, transferred to the technical college across the street to finish out my generals. I'm paying for my own college. So I was like, might as well pay 5,000 instead of 15,000, stuff like that. Ended up doing the digital marketing program at CBTC, totally fell in love with it. Was It came on super easy to me. I was like super passionate about all my classes compared to the very general education courses that were required for the bachelor's degree. And I ended up starting Digitally Ahead as a blog, actually. That was the name of my blog because I was oh, going cool. to build up my digital marketing portfolio. So then when I'm applying for jobs down the road, it's not just sure. you have an associate, you have like a background. Mm -hmm. So started as a blog, ended up freelancing for like eight or nine months with just some other local business owners around here. And then I landed my first salary job as a digital marketing coordinator at a local office here in Eau Claire. Okay. Yeah. So I ended up leaving that job in October of last year, just wasn't really going with my purpose. I had this entrepreneur itch in the back of my mind. I was really seeing how when I was freelancing, I got to work with business owners who I personally relate with and I'm passionate about their businesses as well and can help them gain exposure online and really spread their message to all the people out there. So I just took a leap of courage, totally didn't, it wasn't along with like what I was doing at that job. I was kind of just quiet and did my job, stuff like that. So I just decided to take the leap, take Digitally Head on full time. And I've been doing it ever since. So it's been almost a year coming yes. up on a year. Yes. Coming up on a year. Okay. And then around early May, I want to say, I was just mentioning to Krista, I was like, I think I'm going to hire someone pretty soon to help yeah. me scale this thing. Cause I was definitely like, I'm, I don't have that sales gene in me. Like I do, but it's kind of a forced thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Krista, on the other hand, I think she was out of the womb, she was selling to someone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was just a really good a partnership and it ended up working out perfectly. That's super cool, super cool. Krista, how about you? So I'm originally from Wausau, Wisconsin, smack dab right in the middle of the state. Okay. Um, graduated from DC Everest High School in 2018 and then decided to move to Eau Claire to pursue my, um, to pursue my undergrad. So went to UW-Eau Claire for four years, ended up playing soccer for two out of those four years graduated from University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire in May of 2022. So at that time, I was just kind of looking around for jobs and this new, or the position that I actually ended up accepting was a brand new position at the company that Allie was at. Okay. So people at Allie's work were just kind of like telling her, hey, do you know of anyone? Allie sent me the LinkedIn job description. Okay. If I'm being completely honest, I just browsed it. <laughs> <laughs> And then ended up applying. Um, it was great. I was there for 11 months. I was doing doctor recruiting. So my official title was doctor recruiting coordinator, where I was responsible for hiring um, orthodontists and pediatric dentists. 
And then, as Allie mentioned earlier this spring, she had mentioned to me that she was kind of looking for additional help, asked if I'd, what my thoughts were about even just kind of dipping my toes in and doing a little side work for her on, on top of sure. my full-time job. Um, and after a year, I was just kind of like, uh, I don't know if I see myself here long-term, which is why I decided to take the leap of faith and Allie and I, we just decided that we would figure it out as we go. And here we are. So, you know, I think it's really cool. I think so much of, you know, if we're talking our generation, Kevin, mm-hmm. sometimes you, you, you want to play it safe, Absolutely. right? And you take the safe. But these two right here have decided, you know what, I'm going to go find my passion. I'm going to I'm going to step outside. I'm going to take some risks. Right. Because you just never know. Um, which I think is very cool. And I think um, I would encourage folks to do that. If I'm looking back at my life right now, take risks, do that kind of stuff. And what you're doing here, I think is awesome. And so we're going to talk. Yeah, a more it's about very, that. it's very admirable. Thank you. you guys Thank you very this. much. This is very, very cool. Yeah. We would say the same thing to anyone who's in a situation where they can do that life pivot or hmm. they want to take that leap. Just absolutely do it. The universe rewards you when you take risks and you do things that make you uncomfortable and you just never really know how it will play out. And also, I just feel like so many people don't go and take that risk because they're just nervous. They feel Mm -hmm. like it's not the right time when in reality, it's never going to be the right time. You just got to take that first step and everything will fall into place. So Mm -hmm. I love it. Just jump. Just jump and go. It's really good. Uh, Before we go too far, just the fact that you guys both graduated basically during yes. the pandemic yeah what? that was crazy i'm just curious <laughs> how, 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 did you guys graduate high school well i'm talking college oh, yes. too yeah, yeah, but college, um, yeah, yeah. yeah so we both graduated what? high school 2018 yeah, yeah. but and what then, was what was your experience when you were trying to finish up school with yeah that? i mean honestly literally everything was online it yeah. was crazy like I, so I was in kind of the not really sure what I'm doing with my whole college degree space right when COVID hit. So like two months in is when I found that digital marketing program. Yep. After I found that, all the classes were online. I had to get a new laptop to like use the software and everything. So I just totally dove into it like full throttle. But before that, it was, I don't know, it was kind of difficult for me to get myself up and actually go to the physical class. So I feel that I totally benefited from it being online. Yeah. But I think that just had to do with my major and it would be completely different if I was in anything that wasn't business. What was your experience like? I also just feel like where we were at in our college career, like we almost had it the best. We weren't graduating seniors, like affecting Mm -hmm. us accepting jobs, you know, um, we weren't freshmen, so it's not like our dorm experience. And I feel like just going to the cafeteria is part of your freshman experience yeah. and living in the dorms. So I was just super thankful that like that wasn't cut short for us. Mm-hmm. All of us, we were living in our own houses. So yeah. It's not like we had to move back home. So honestly, I feel really fortunate. As where bad we as it were, was, yes, it happened as, at the best time exactly. possible for you guys. Definitely. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Okay. Hey, we're going to jump into some of our... Uh, call them pillars are big big components of our show and why kevin and i got started on this and one of them is just kind of overall health and how you're taking care of yourself so we like to ask our guests you know what are what does being a leader of your health and wellness look like and i know you both you know played uh you know you're active you competed in sports soccer talked a little bit about <laughs> yoga but what are some of the things that you're doing to be a leader of your uh, health and wellness and what does that look like 
So for me, I when I ended up stopping soccer, I think it was three years. I just went cold turkey, didn't really do much <laughs> at all, if I'm going to lie. Watched a lot of Netflix and maybe went on like a 20-minute walk a week. Like, wasn't very active. And I could tell that that totally affected my mental health and just like my ability to focus on things and productivity levels overall. So when I quit in October and started taking this thing on full time, I made it like my number one priority to just like fix everything <laughs> that I possibly could. So I started with like five, 10 minute YouTube videos mm -hmm. of like some ab workouts and things mm -hmm. like that just in my living room floor. My cat's like walking all over me. <laughs> and uh, from there, it just built gradually, like totally over time. And then, you know, I'm listening to podcasts that are giving advice like you guys both do. And it's like cold showers and to do some journaling and meditation and just gratitude in general. So I slowly, slowly started incorporating those into my morning routines. And now I feel like I'm doing like 15 things every day in the morning before people are even awake. But so I got to ask you this. So you talked about cold showers or cold therapy. So you do the cold showers? I do. I do I not get to the one minute, but I have hit <laughs> 30 seconds. But before that, I haven't quite dove into one I'm over, minute. Yet. I'm over two minutes now. And wow. I will tell you, um, I have just seen, you know, and again, I'm no doctor. I'm no, but it, it has had, um, I think, a, a positive effect uh, on me. Uh, so I think it's great. And Kevin, I'm still struggling. <laughs> and it's great. You know, if you think it's helping you, then, right. then that's probably helping right. you just in and of itself. But yeah, I, I I'm not I, telling you it's easy when yeah. I'm putting that on, you know, and I'm sitting there trying to breathe through it. I'll do cold showers when you start running 25 miles in the morning. Before <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, cold showers for me too. Just it's like I'm almost excited to end that shower with a cold thing because you just like feel like you're so awake. It's crazy, and yeah. it's kind of just that whole dopamine resetting thing. I don't know. It's, you know, it's, it's really cool. Too, drops your cortisol a little few days. Very cool. If you heard of Wim Hof, have you followed? Have you? I don't think so. You oh, to you gotta follow. Yeah, follow Wim, Wim Hof. You, I know Wim Hof. I don't even know how to spell it. I'll, you may look it up, but um, Wim Hof. He's he's from. Uh, where's he from? Somewhere in Eastern Europe or something oh, like that. It says Dutch motivational speaker. Yes. Okay. That's he is. Idea. He's uh, just this crazy uh, cold therapy guy, and he's got all the, like research based. Mm -hmm. um, you have to check him out. We're not going to dive into it, but um, yeah, that looks real, great. real interesting. He um, goes by the name Ice. Man. Yeah, Iceman. Iceman. Ice oh, nice. Iceman. Not to be confused with Iceman from Top Gun. That's what I was going to no. say. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, how about you? What does overall health, health and wellness look like to you? So I actually had a pretty similar experience um, as Allie. I was, well, I was a three-sport athlete my, pretty much my entire life. All throughout high school, I was a three-sport athlete. Then ended up playing soccer for two years at Eau Claire, which pretty much was year-round as well. Um, I ultimately ended up pursuing other passions um, because I was really hoping to study a semester abroad in Italy, but then COVID happened. Mm. So... All the gym shut down, and I, f I almost feel like that after I was done with soccer, I was just kind of over people telling me that, like, you need to be at the gym at 5.30 for this lift. Yeah. You need to be at practice. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of over that aspect, <laughs> at least for a little while. So, um, and then that was during COVID, too, so, like, the gyms were closed, and I just kind of pushed my, my physical health and just kind of working out or working out off to the side and during that time, I would say it was probably two years during that time, I guess I didn't realize how big of an impact like fitness has on your physical health. So then it was, I actually 
experienced a canon event in like March. Are you guys familiar with what a no. canon event so is? So I heard, I, I saw something event. that you posted. I read, uh, Allie, the thing that you, you, you had put out a post about... Um, Essentially, how you got here. Yes, yes. And you—that's the first time I had ever heard that term. I was—that was going to be one of the things I wanted to ask you guys about. But go ahead. Yeah. So a canon event is basically just like an unavoidable life event that builds character. Mm. So for me, that was um, my long-term boyfriend. He actually ended up like breaking up with me out of the blue. Was not expecting it at all, and I was just lost. Like, mm-hmm. didn't know what to do. The first step. Allie and I, we just decided to go to a yoga class, a hot yoga class on some random Saturday. They had some crazy deal on their membership, so we decided to sign up that day. And we've just been prioritizing our, our physical and mental health ever yeah, since. That's so. great. Canon event. Yeah. 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 And at that time, too, we actually decided to impulsively commit to doing the 75 hard challenge. Are you guys familiar no. with that? Uh-uh. Really? So, oh, you guys would love that. Well, the um, actual 75 hard is... Um, it's pretty intense. It's like you need to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book oh. every single day, and then you need to do an, two 45-minute workouts, one inside, one outside. Just some things that were not attainable in the middle of winter yeah. for us. And also, I like saw someone that I just knew and followed, and they were doing it. They were like 67 days in and they didn't get their 10 pages of nonfiction reading in and they just like totally started over. I was like, I don't know if that's <laughs> so exactly 75, 75 days. Yes. Of, yes. Correct. Yeah. Of and, it, and it's prescribed. So yes. you have every day has a, something specific that you were supposed to oh, check that out. Yeah. yeah. So it was, yeah. as Ali mentioned, the actual 75 hard challenge is pretty hardcore. So we're like, we, we need to make this attainable if mm-hmm. we're going to do it. Yeah. So we debated calling it the 75 soft and then we're like no 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 we're gonna call it the 75 hard ish so that's what we ended up deciding on and we ended up committing to two 45 minute workouts a day okay one of them being outside one gallon of water yes (laughs) if the water or if the weather was fine yeah um then a gallon of water a day was it 10 10 pages of a book and I think that was pretty much it. I think I had uh, 10 minutes of meditation instead mm. of 10 minutes of reading because yeah. I didn't have any books. <laughs> <laughs> I also had follow a diet and I just did eat healthy 80% sure. of the time. Yep. And then the other 20% is... 80-20, yeah. yeah. We put a lot of but I love that you're taking deliberate mm-hmm. steps and you're being very intentional about that. That's, that's very cool. Yeah, this is one of the things that I was so interested about having a conversation with you guys. Being that you're younger, um, I think oftentimes, you know, I don't know, people of our our age, I think sometimes we think people of your age, they don't think about this stuff, but that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things I heard from both of you too is just that it's the, uh, you know, we talk a lot about it starts with you, you know, going inward, figuring out what's going to work for you. You're going on your journey. You might have these canon, canon of things happen in your life, right? That you have to uh, shift and, and, and go, but it's all about growing and learning and figuring out where you want to go. And, um, I love that. And I would say, continue on that journey. Cause it is, you're going to, you'll shift, you'll pivot, you'll try these new things out. But as long as you're continuing staying true to who you are and being, uh, I call it the self-compassion piece of, mm-hmm. of taking care of yourself. That's great. I, I would agree with you, Kevin. I think it's awesome to hear that, uh, you know, People are doing different things yeah. and taking care of themselves in different ways. For sure. Did you guys coin that term, canon event? 
or, no, or did you so find that? I found it. And honestly, I'm not sure if it was a thing before the way I found it, but it came from the newest Spider-Man movie. Oh. I haven't even seen the movie. <laughs> I haven't either. Yeah. But there was like a bunch of like viral videos and tweets where people were talking about their canon events and okay. stuff like that. And so uh, like looking back to when I ended up leaving that job, I was like, this was literally my canon yeah. events. That's mm-hmm. so crazy. But yeah, it's a really cool term and I love throwing it out there. Yeah. Cool. I, I, I want to just follow up with uh, the whole uh, mental health piece, too, because, you know, we, we talked physical health, but I know a lot of what we do with our physical health impacts our mental health. Um, and so I would say when you think of or when you hear or hear, see the word mental health, what does that mean to you? Yeah, mental health to me, honestly, it's just what you feel when you wake up in the morning to what you feel when you go to bed. And obviously there's going to be some highs and lows throughout the day, but your overall mental wellness should probably stay, you know, pretty positive, things like that. I was always someone before I kind of went on this self-love journey and doing this whole entrepreneur business aspect of my life. I was someone who looked at everything glass half empty, like just the worst of the worst. Mm. I was unbelievably negative (laughs) looking back. Especially in college, just because like that's what all college kids were doing, I'm sure, <laughs> during COVID. Um, but yeah, just kind of making sure that I am conscious of when I have any sort of anxiety or anxious thoughts and trying to get above that and try to look at a positive aspect as much as possible. It's really just totally transformed my life. That's great. Hmm. Fantastic. Krista, how about you? Yeah, for me, I would say that mental health is just prioritizing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think people realize how big of a toll mental health plays on all the other aspects of your life. But I just Mm -hmm. feel like that as long as you're prioritizing yourself, staying true to yourself, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. um, all the all the other aspects in life will just kind of follow along. You just got to do what makes you happy, what makes you feel good, and the rest will fall into place. That whole mind-body connection. Definitely. Taking care of the mind, taking care of the body, and how they're interrelated, so... I think that's great. I love, I love to hear what people have to say about that, and um, just because we we share this all the time, mental health is just part of your being. You know, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's it's what you are, and you're going to go through things. And how are you taking care of that part of it, along with your physical side of it, spiritual side, emotional side, all that good stuff. Oh, I want to take it. the opportunity to ask you guys. You know, going through college was was mental health a conversation that you would have with friends? I mean, was that a topic? Um, Honestly, no. Not really? No, but I was in a friend group that like just only cared about going to the bars (laughs) growing up in college. I had I I had one of those in college. Yeah. Yeah. So I had my (laughs) soccer girlfriends, which was Krista and a few few other of our gal friends that played soccer. And they were like on the right path. Definitely. I'm not sure if you guys talked about mental health, but had that friend group that was more like let's go to the farmer's market, yeah. let's do out things outdoors, go on hikes, things like that. Then I had my other group, that, which were my roommates for a while, and it just was like really negative over and over. And you know, year after year, you can 100% feel the effects. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like freaking out <laughs> mentally wise. I don't think that they were, but I also was you know, paying for everything uh, as you know, an individual. And sure. they had like the parents paying the rent mm-hmm. and the groceries and stuff like that. So we just had different lives and that's why their priorities could have been those ways and mine had to be different. But I'm just really grateful that I had a friend group like you guys who really take me under your wing and kind of show me the other side of things. So you weren't necessarily overtly talking about it, but there yeah. was definitely a support network there that, that 
whether you were calling it out or not, you were prioritizing mental. That's exactly how I was, what I was going to say is like, it never was an avid conversation. Um, but I always felt like if I needed to go to one of my friends, they'd always be there to, to talk to me about my mental health and, and ways that I can help myself. So I I always felt supported. Oh, absolutely. Sorry to interrupt you there. (laughs) I will add, I started dating my boyfriend Hunter in uh, June of 2020. And that was, you know, a month or two after COVID really hit the whole thing. And, you know, things were kind of interesting in my head with anxiety and just kind of feeling stuck, not sure what I was going to do for the next 50 years of my life and everything. (laughs) And he is someone who really helped me grow as an individual and realize that just because everyone else is doing XYZ doesn't mean you need to do XYZ. Mm-hmm, yeah. You can do ABC. You're like you can literally do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. So just making sure that you sit down and think to yourself, like, where do I want to go in five years? And what am I doing to get there? Yeah. I love the fact that it's, you know, it's community, it's friendships, it's relationships, it's the people you surround yourself with. Because when you're surrounding yourself with good people, usually good things are going to happen. So figuring that out and Who's going to be there to help guide you and support you and give you some good feedback on life? So I think that's I think that's fabulous. You want to take this next one? Yeah, my favorite topic: yeah. social media. This is a big one, obviously. This, oh yeah, this, this is what these guys do. We did grow. So Kevin and I, we didn't we didn't grow up with social. We didn't grow up with a cell phone. I didn't. Um, I, I went through. I, I don't even think. I think. It, I was 22 I was when I got adult. my first phone. I think it was, it was, I think I was out of college and all that other stuff. But social media is a big topic we talk about, and as principals, and, and maybe want to, I want to ask maybe who, if you remember who your principals were when you were growing up. But anyway, let's we'll get that in a second. But mm-hmm. but as principals, we deal with a lot of the the tech side of things and the social media side of things. And so, a what would you say to social media? Are you staying up to date with it? How are you using it now? And then. What are some things that you could tell other principals, other educational leaders about kids and social media and their phones and all that stuff? Because some, you know, there's people out there that say we got to ban them. We cannot have phones ever again. We got to put those away. Then there's other folks that are saying no. We got to make sure we figure out ways to incorporate them, use them, and all that stuff. So I'd love to know your feedback on that. So let's start with social media. Are you on it? what maybe handles you on and who you're following. And then let's get into the second part of that question. Yeah, for sure. So I am on, gosh, there's so many now I think. (laughs) Okay. So TikTok, Instagram on Twitter, but I'm mostly a consumer, not a tweeter (laughs) And, (laughs) and YouTube, same way. I don't really make any videos, but absolutely adore YouTube and learning about just the craziest things in the world. Um, what else is there? Facebook, yeah. Facebook, that's more like a friend's family. I'm really active on, I'm in a networking group called Polkadot Powerhouse that's pretty active on Facebook, so that's Ooh. like 80% of my feed. But it's really great to connect what, with everybody on there. It's a women's only networking group that is like, I think they were founded in Eau Claire. So okay. this is one of their bigger chapters. I think there's almost 200 people here alone. And then they have chapters all over the cities okay. in the United States. Cool. Yeah, so it's been really, really a key pillar in growing my business as well. Those ladies are absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. and I will always shout them out. <laughs> um, I will say before you answer that question, Krista, so I've had this thing called the guinea pig theory is what I call it, basically about our generation. 
because when we were young and kids, it was the same way like you guys were saying, you guys didn't have phones or anything. And yeah, I think it was fifth grade and under, like no one had cell phones. My mom had, my parents actually shared a phone until 2014, (laughs) (laughs) which was super funny. Uh, But yeah, no one really had the iPhones, anything like that. We get to sixth grade and all of a sudden, like everyone's got an iPod touch. Everyone's got an (laughs) iPhone. Instagram is a thing. And if you're not on Instagram, you're not cool. Things like that. Then we get our feet in the door in high school. It's ninth grade. And oh, Snapchat has suddenly appeared and everyone's talking about Snapchat. And if you're not on Snapchat, you don't know what's going on. And then same thing down the road, we stepped foot into college and now TikTok has created itself and absolutely blown up the internet and changed what songs are going viral and everything like that. Oh my gosh, it's just super, a lot of information. But And we touched base on this earlier, but now, and we're kind of in our new era, which is just like post-college, everything, and now Threads. Threads, yeah. Yes. So it's really just interesting to see how we are growing up with all of these different aspects and social media is ever changing, but there's no generation above us that's had to go through this. So we're kind of the test dummies. Pick. I yeah. like that because we were actually just talking on the way here and I, I said something that kind of is in line with what you just said. I feel like your generation, you know, the, the social media came about, the phones, all this stuff. At first, as at least from an educator's lens, it was like, whoa, what's happening? You know, we were leery. And then there was this, I don't know, in my mind, there was kind of like this lull where people were like, oh, it's not that bad. But I feel like your generation was very, very under the radar. Like now I feel like parents are pretty good. At least they have the ability, they know more about it and they can monitor things. Mm. When you guys started using social media and Snapchat, Nobody knew what you guys were doing. (laughs) Nobody did. There was no way to monitor. I mean, it just, so I feel like your generation went through it in a a way that was very unique. So I I think that's, that's good that you mentioned that. I also just feel like cell phones too had such a big impact on our generation using Mm -hmm. social media. Like I remember being in fourth grade and some of my friends, they had a little Blackberry or like a flip phone to have. Um, I had an iPod touch, never had a, or didn't have a cell phone until like, eighth or ninth grade. Honestly, I'm happy that my parents made me wait just because I feel like a lot of my friends who got their phones in like fourth grade are now obsessed with social media. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I always try to just, I'm on majority of all platforms Mm -hmm. like Instagram, Facebook, have Snapchat. Um, But I definitely do try to limit the time that I do spend on it, especially since at work we're constantly on social yeah. media too yeah. so that's what your that's what your business is that's great what would you what would what advice would you give uh principals or educational leaders or teachers out there that when it comes to cell phones and it comes to the social media part of it in schools because there is that piece that um it is can be a struggle to try to keep students engaged in what they're supposed to be doing and keeping them off their phones what any advice that you'd share with us or any educational leader teacher Yeah, absolutely. It is a very tricky topic. And just in general, it's like really hard to control people when it comes to using their phone or social media, just because, you know, kids don't want to be told you can't do this. It's just going to make them want to do it more. So I guess I would try to make social media like school friendly where you're having them make a Twitter account and post like 10 positive things for like a homework Mm. assignment, something like that. Just kind of incorporating it into the schoolwork and maybe another homework assignment could be 
you have to follow what 10 motivational leaders and then like a month after you see all their content you choose which one you love the best and why and what content they were posting and what you think that the others could use mm. advice from them things like that i like that's that great yeah i like that too yeah i kind of just thought of it not <laughs> that's pretty good it's uh, pretty good that's my homework assignment that's what I'm going to do for the next month. That's actually what I'm You know, maybe this is a good time. We, maybe we should have talked about it at the beginning, but, you know, Jason just mentioned how, you know, your job, you're on social media. What do you guys do? Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't really talk about that. Yeah, let's, tell, yeah. Let's, Take it away, Alan. Yeah, what do you do? So I originally started out as Digitally Ahead was social media marketing. I would manage your social media and I wouldn't do any like content, photo shoots, anything like that. They would send me the content or I would just like make some graphics and I would schedule their stuff out. I would create the captions. I would post stories and engage with others online. And then when I took it on full time, I was seeing some major success. So I decided to why not implement these other skills that I've learned over the years. So I started offering SEO, which is search engine optimization. It's basically like this is how your website is going to pop up on Google, okay. things like that. So it's a mm. lot of the back end website things like keywords and JavaScript and just way too And that was the stuff you terms. were learning about at school. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I learned like so, so much in the digital marketing program at CVTC and I would highly recommend it to pretty much anyone who is interested in getting into that field. It was actually either one year old or brand new when okay. I started it. And I don't know, they just did a fantastic job. The hardest class I had by far was learning how to code a website. Yeah. It was like a seven hour project of just me sitting there like trying to learn a new language basically. But it was very cool, very neat. And I'm super glad that I have those skills at, to back me up in this whole thing. So we started uh, offering SEO web design. And I also did a lot of like, I had a really fancy camera that I got for my 18th birthday. Yep. And I used it for like, I took pictures of my friends at prom and then I would have like one random photo shoot a year with my friends, but I never like fully was using it. And I was like, why would I let this sit in the corner of my room when I can use it for my business? So I started offering like photo shoots and content shoots, started really small, just like 30 minute sessions with some girls and ladies from Polkadot, which was fantastic. Built my portfolio up on that. Then I incorporated it into my social media marketing offer. So it's a premium offer where we go to the client no matter where they are in the United States and we go there, take the entire month's worth of content at that shoot, come back here, we edit it all together, we have an entire month's worth of like content and what we're going to do each post with and the captions, things like that. And we whip it all together. They have an approval system where they check yes, check no, yeah. have a little edit if they need. And if everything's good to go, we schedule it all out. And then we do 30 minutes or more, I think, of engagement every single day, which is so that's a really big part mm -hmm. of growing on social media is this engagement aspect, which is when you are actively finding like your target audience online. So what I liked to do when I worked at the uh, past corporate job, I was running 41 social media accounts. Oh, my god! It was absolutely nuts. Just 41. Like, yeah. Like I, I applied for this job as a digital marketing coordinator and okay, they I do that, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> He's complaining about, you know, Twitter and yes. Instagram. I will say that and TikTok and oh. YouTube and threads and yes. 41. Okay. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. So it was like 41 accounts and I did the math and it was like, I couldn't even spend more than six minutes per account and yeah. I would be working nine hour days. So it was just, it was not the best setup, let's say. Uh, but when I would do community engagement on their accounts, I would 
they were all local offices. So I would find a local business near their office, see who was following them, if any of them fit their you know, target market persona, I would click on their account, follow them, engage with a few of their posts, because if you want people to engage with your stuff, you need to engage with theirs. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they're just gonna be like, I mean, yeah, you posted, but I don't really know who you are, you haven't engaged with me, things like mm. that. So that's a huge part of growing online is that community engagement because, you know, people, they want to talk to real people, not just businesses online. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned you will go anywhere in the, what's the furthest you've gone? For so, yeah, the furthest <laughs> we've gone, it's still just in the still Wisconsin. Yeah. So we have a client out in Black River Falls. Okay. We just did a content shoot in late June with them, and it was an overnight shoot. We went camping out there on the I property. I saw your pictures. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was it was a blast. Like they are an outdoor gear a business, family owned, awesome company. If anyone's ever interested in that stuff, definitely check them out. But yeah, we did the shoot in store, and then we went on a hike with our client and his son Maddox, who also works at the store. And then we went, what did we do after that? We went on the hike and then we went to oh, a local creek, which was kind of like a hike, which is really pretty. And then we went to their second property and set up camp with all of their products. And we're taking a bunch of reels, footage like that, like pictures with my camera. It was great. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Out of all the social media like uh, platforms out there, which one do you think, does it depend if you're a business, which one or your clientele or whatever that you would like, use more like if it's if it's twitter if it's instagram if it's tiktok if it's youtube does it just depend on kind of your business and who your followers are your and are the clients coming to you without any social media presence yes yeah so uh, before krista was onboarded i was i was actually telling her she's like just trying to get a feel for how many people I've reached out to and marketing myself was. And I was pretty much word of mouth based just because like they had business friends, talked to X, Y, Z, things like that. And I was telling Krista, I'm like, I think I've maybe cold emailed like 10 people total. <laughs> yeah, I had asked her, I was like, so what would you say is the high or like the most emails that you've sent for <laughs> outreach in a day? And she's like, ah. Oh, 10 and I'm like, Allie, <laughs> 10. Oh my gosh. We're going to ramp that up. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's definitely, it's just not natural. I'm like, I don't want to sell myself, but if you come to me, I will 100% help you. But yeah. So a few of my clients, they had either like just Facebook or just Instagram or, you know, just one yeah. account out there somewhere. And they wanted to see that growth. They wanted to be on some other platforms, things like that. Our priority is mostly like the Instagram, Facebook realm. Mm -hmm. We haven't had many TikTok clients just because it requires so much video content, which comes with a pretty hefty price. But uh, they definitely, it's more like if you have an e-commerce business, social media is really big. If you have a physical business, it's really big for brand awareness and just getting your word out and having more people aware of who you are, what you do, where you are. And sales and revenue, it's definitely more with like the e-commerce side. But mm -hmm. yeah, it just, it really depends what your target audience yeah. is for the specific platform that you want to be on. So like Facebook, it's a little bit more of the older demographic and TikTok. I mean, I've seen some recent numbers on TikTok where the demographic is getting more even, but I think it was like 28% is ages like 16 to 24, something okay. like that. Yeah. And then the rest are just kind of trickling down from yeah. there. But yeah, it is getting broader, but and Krista, I can assume you're doing a lot of the same things. Yes. <laughs> it's just the two of you are doing it together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we do all the content shoots together, yeah. together, edit all the photos. Um, yesterday we were batching a whole bunch of content for okay. our 
for our clients. So we pretty much just like scheduled out. His- Batching. Oh, yes. You're using terms that maybe our listeners don't know. Maybe I don't know. Yes. So batching is just basically creating a mass amount of content at a time. So what we did is we have um, a shot list going into our content shoot. So we kind of have an idea of what we want to post on this specific day. Um, So we know exactly what shot to get. It's super easy. Once we have the shot, then we'll go back. We'll add the caption. We'll add it to the approval system, and then we'll send that over to our client. So that's what we did yesterday. We scheduled out pretty much the entire month of July. So that feels super great. For for that one client? Yes, correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Man, you guys are smart. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of of good stuff. And stuff that I think, uh, I don't know, now I feel like we should just kibosh (laughs) all of our social media stuff. Let me me ask you this question. We've been asking the last half dozen or so guests, um, as this has become more prevalent, um, chat GPT. Oh yeah. Like talk to me about how that has impacted, has it impacted you? I would um, say what, what's your relationship with it? Just, yeah. Yeah. I would say that. So it's definitely impact impacted my productivity. So I, when I was like working alone, I had, I was living in an apartment over on water street, which is just a few yep. blocks down, but my roommate graduated in December. So she ended up leaving and moving out cause she had a full-time job with Whipley, which is like a IT firm around here. I mean, they do a million things, but Uh, So she just said, like, my parents are going to continue paying rent. You can use my room as an office. And that was my first, like, office space. Yeah. So I was completely blown away. I was so thankful that they ended up doing that. And I didn't have to, like, find a random subleaser or anything. So I ended up working there every day from about January until May in that room. And before I, like, discovered ChatGPT, I kind of had issues with, well, what am I going to do all day? Like, I don't know what to prioritize or I get sidetracked and end up doing laundry and stuff like that just because I was like right next to it. So my thing that I use chat GPT for a lot is I will brain dump pretty much anything that I possibly can think of that I want to do for the week. And then I will take all of that from the brain dump, enter it into chat GPT. Oh, and I'll also have like in parentheses, this might take two hours or this takes 15 minutes, things like that. So they have a feel for how long each task takes. So I put that into ChatGPT, tell it to prioritize all of the urgent tasks and just like fill in the rest to work eight hour days for the week. And it even throws in like, take lunch at 1130 to 12 or things like that. And it's just totally changed the game on my productivity for sure. That's what I love to hear because, you know, as educators, you know, it's all the rage right now. Like, like, what do we, what do we do? You know, everyone's so afraid of how it's going to impact students in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, but clearly, based on your example, I mean, it clearly has a place for um, a, a benefit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think some people like they use it for meal planning and then they don't have to hire, you know, a personal dietitian. Dietri- and they use it for you can enter like a specific condition like if you tore your ACL then you can say can you give me a workout plan to sure. rehab, rehab this? It. Yeah. yeah and it'll just spit it out in like 30 seconds or less it's crazy it's yeah. just there's a lot of ways to use it where you're not just typing in a homework question and yeah. getting the answer spit yeah. out and I'm kind of glad that we just missed the cut of college and chat GBT because it was released in November of 2022 and we graduated in May so 
but that didn't affect our school at all. Yeah. But I know, like, I mean, I just saw the South Park episode about it. Have you guys seen that <laughs> no, one? I haven't. I highly recommend it. It's all about ChatGPT. It's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like you would have been um, tempted I by it? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially. It's probably a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Totally agreed. I think I would have been more tempted too if it was like those general classes where. I like really wasn't into it sure. and just needed to write an essay, things just like jumping that. Jumping through the hoops. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm glad that it wasn't even yeah. there for the temptation. Yeah. Allie, she mentioned like the meal prepping yeah. aspect of things. Like I've, I'm going to Europe at the end of August okay. and I actually asked chat GPT to come up with a trip itinerary for oh. me. Like I let him know that, let him know. <laughs> <laughs> I let it know that um, I'd be like flying into this airport. I'm staying for two weeks. Um, come up with the trip itinerary literally day by day, came up with like local attractions. Places and each to eat. The, yeah, places just, to eat everything. Like, oh, and if you wow. don't like a specific part of their response, yeah. you can just say like, hey, can you reword that? Or like, can you yeah. answer this for me? And it'll spit it right at yeah. you. So yeah, we've, it's we've a great been, tool. But we've played around with it. Yeah. Well, yeah, when you think of AI, and I think <clears throat> AI is kind of the whatever. And then underneath it, there's different, like you've got chat, chat, chat GPT. And then you've got, there's other platforms too that you can use underneath, you know, the whole AI thing. So learning a lot about it. And I think at the end of the day, if it can help you be uh, maybe more organized, more productive, I think that that can be a very valuable tool. So for us in, as principals in, in the education world, uh, we're learning a lot about it. We're trying to uh, ask questions about it, learn about it because it is going to impact our, the way that school is operated and done. And so I've already, you know, thinking about, we've had guests talk about just, you know, school is just going to be within the class. Nothing's going to be, you're not going to go home and do anything. Everything's mm-hmm. going to be done within the, within, just within to the try classroom. to combat some of that. Yeah. 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 That's I've, good. I've also mm-hmm. to touch base on that. I saw that someone said like, you should maybe in the school world, transition homework from being write an essay about World War II to write this prompt into ChatGPT, use that information that ChatGPT tells you. It's more like using Mm. and wiring your framework of your homework to using ChatGPT. Mm. So they don't think they're being like sneaky or getting the answer secretly from this weird robot online. But instead, like using it with the prompts that the teacher provides and then entering in the information that ChatGPT said and then rewriting it using like some bullet points, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good. <laughs> All right. We're going to shift gears. Um, this one I'm interested to hear about because of the way that your day is structured, the fact that you guys work here, you work for yourselves, um, essentially one of the, one of the four pillars that we talk about a lot is work-life balance. Um, what does that mean to you? How are you achieving that? How are you managing your personal life and your professional life? Um, and I would, I would assume I, I might be wrong, but in this type of setting, in this type of environment, there might be more blending there. The, the, the lines might blur a little bit. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. No, I would agree with that, especially just with the history between Krista and I and how we were friends before this. And now we get to work and hang out 40 hours a week and get paid for it. And it's just absolutely fantastic. But before, I will say, I did not have a very good work-life balance when I was working in that corporate job. I mentioned to Krista, but I forgot to mention it on here. 
I was working in a cubicle and there was six cubicles and we were in a basement of an additional office. So I didn't see sun for <laughs> no six windows. months. Yeah, no windows, oh, zero natural light. And that was like crazy for my entire mental yeah. health. Cause like it's summer. I am the palest I've ever been. I was just, it, was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So, I mean, I would work there and, you know, not really say much. I had like, of course, a few good coworker friends, yeah. but it's a, completely different when you're on a personal friend base, but I would get home and I was just completely exhausted and I wouldn't make that time for myself. And now with our morning routine, that's where we definitely prioritize a few hours of just, this is exactly what we want to be doing right now. Every time that we go to the yoga room, one of the teachers that we frequently visit, she starts her class by saying the next 45 minutes are just for you. You have no priorities anywhere. Mm -hmm. Anything that you walked in the door with isn't here anymore. All that stuff. Yeah, it's it's great. Like, so life-changing. And it's like we do work for each other. We work for ourselves. So it's like we could go to a yoga class at any time of day, but yeah. we make it a point to make it to the morning classes just because in the morning it's our time for ourselves. There's no mm -hmm. other distractions. Nothing else can get in the way. Majority... Most people are sleeping, so mm -hmm. it's like nothing can take that time away from you except for yourself. So it's just the discipline to get there and and get yeah. it done. I would yeah. say too that it, it's a great way to start your day. Oh, with, definitely with gratitude. I think both of you've talked about gratitude and set your intentions for the day, right? Yeah, definitely. What are your intentions for the day? And so when you can do that, ground yourself. Hey, by the way, Kevin, I've been doing a lot of grounding this summer. Have I, you? I got to talk to you more about that. <laughs> He's talking about physical grounding. grounding He's talking yeah. about yeah, walking grounding, around barefoot. barefoot oh, and, yeah. And, and, and all that stuff. Yeah. I call it my nature, my nature yeah. bathing. Yeah. <laughs> those those that know me know know that I'm an early bird. I'm an early riser. I may get up at 3.30. And, and that's, there's nothing like being up in the morning. Like you said, everybody else is asleep. Yeah, exactly. Most people. And then it's like we get back from our workout and it's 6.30 uh -huh. and we already got our workout yep. done. My you exercise ring is closed. You feel yes. accomplished. You feel exactly. like, my gosh, look at what I got the rest of the day to focus on what I need to because I already focused on myself. There's well, there's something. And we're just so much more productive yeah. and yeah. focused throughout the day. It's just, it's great. It's a healthy, positive routine. Yeah. And those routines and those become habits. How about evening routines? Anything? Honestly, mostly that's like when we would squeeze in a walk if it's a nice day. Yeah. In the summer, I'm kind of not on a very strict routine. It's just like get outside however sure. you can. So like we'll hammock, read if it's, you know, nice out and weather's according. Maybe go for a walk. Hunter and I, my boyfriend, have been playing tennis. I've never oh. played tennis before, but it's oh. super fun. Yeah. Kareen talked me into buying some tennis rackets nice. a while ago. It's, it's atrocious. Yeah. She's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's going to be mad that I said that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just basically getting yourself out there, getting active. Kristen and I also have done some like river tubing on the okay. Chippewa. It's pretty Do you guys low, live close Yes. Ish. So uh, yeah, we live and what's that's what's great about working in this office as well as we're each about a five to 10 minute walk oh. from here, just from oh, our apartments. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes do you walk? Oh, I walk like every oh, day. Oh, you do? It's yes. great. Okay. It's like honestly one of my favorite parts oh of my, my morning. Gosh, awesome. And I almost feel like that that's like a ritual to start my day yeah. before coming into the office. It's just walking across the bridge is yeah. just... Well, in start. this area, I mean, Allie, I mean, when I grew up, this wasn't yeah. here. I yeah. mean, none of this was here For when sure. I lived here when I was a little kid. Um, this is just gorgeous, all this stuff that they've recently built. Yeah, it feels like they're building something new every day. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have seen this or heard of it, but they're building a 
$110 million sports complex. No. At, yeah, it's right. It's not near here. It's probably like five, 10 minutes down the road. It's not in the downtown area, but it's more closer to the Water Street district. Hmm. So they're building a massive football slash basketball, whatever they could possibly fit in their complex. And I think it's one of the top six complexes in the entire college industry, even up to D1. So the, for the U, for the university yes, yeah, to use it. Yeah, for UWC. And it's very, very cool, but it's just kind of shocking because like wow. we're, we're just a D3 school. Football was never a big sport for us. We have I think we won volleyball a few times mm-hmm. over the past few years, yeah. but hmm. yeah, it was just like something they just dropped in a few months ago. It's very and fun. it was it was like a local community member as well who donated a bunch of the money wow. to build this community center. So it's called the Sunatag Community Center, and I think they'll be done building it sometime next year. Yeah. So it's not just going to be accessible by the university. It's going to be correct. For, yep. For yeah, oh. for the community, community as well. Too. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Very cool. Yeah. Wow. Nice. See that. That's awesome, you know, and just to kind of wrap up here with the whole work-life balance thing, it's just those those routines, and routines are so important, and they create the habits, and when you can have positive, healthy habits in your life, you're just going to feel better, do better, and so I love to hear what you guys are doing with that. Let's talk, let's switch gears a little bit, let's talk leadership. What does leadership mean to you? Uh, to me, leadership is just someone's ability to be empathetic. Um I truly believe that leaders focus on people, they create a vision, they influence and empower people, um, and they create winning teams, but all those things hinges on the ability to be empathetic. Mm-hmm. So I just think leaders, by being empathetic, leaders like are able to build trust and ensure effective teamwork. Um, individuals feel more understood, they feel like they're able to open up to you more. I just feel like it creates a more comfortable sense of community in, in the work environment. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You phrased it absolutely perfectly. I just to add on, like personally as a leader for my own agency and as we grow and I start hiring on more employees, I have made it my priority to like literally never have someone want to leave because of leadership. Like I want to offer you a job and I want you to be my close friend and I want to be personal with you and I want to understand that if something happens that's in your personal life and you can't finish this report, like I'm gonna have someone else take it over. It's not mm-hmm. gonna be like the end of the world, you're fired, things like that, horrible. And yeah, just making sure that you really connect with your employees and your team members as a person and you don't just strictly talk work. Mm-hmm. Let what me was, ask, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna ask some of the, some of the challenges. What do you see, and I know you're just kind of starting out in this, but what are some of the challenges you see facing maybe just leaders in general? Yeah, so as a whole, leaders in general, I think in my personal experience, it's just that communication and coordination where you're having that set time to connect with your employees and understand what's happening outside of work hours instead of just assigning XYZ tasks, things like that. And challenges I'm trying to think besides that I guess just what you were touching base on with the empathetic and making sure that it's just they feel like they can come to you for things Mm -hmm. and they're not afraid to bring stuff up do you think of yourself as a leader I'm just I will say I do think of myself as a leader but I think I started thinking of myself as a leader probably in like late March. So from October to March, and that is a whole thing. I'm also just like 
a very, very introverted person or I was my whole life. And then I started doing these little habits of getting yourself out of that thing. And I started doing shadow work journaling. And that's how we start every single day is we do like 15, 20 minutes of journaling and then we start our day of work. And those keys have made me realize that I have so much leadership to offer and my whole mission behind why I continued on with this business and never just like quit and decided to go the traditional route is that I want to influence people and inspire people in my entire life that even like my parents or my siblings or Krista's parents, things like that, they don't actually work with us or they don't have anything to do with social media and some people probably look at me and they're like okay like she has a business she sells people to do their social media that's the end of it my whole thing is I want to inspire others to be their best self and my journey is someone else's survival guide and I just want to make sure that people are educated on that wow that's beautiful because I mean I see you as a leader and and I and I the reason I asked that question is you know being someone that's younger, right? Maybe five years ago, maybe you didn't think of yourself that way. Oh my gosh, no. You know, <laughs> and, and so I just think it's, I think it's a beautiful thing that you've gotten to this point that you see that. And, and um, you know, I'm 46 years old. I'm your uncle. You're inspiring me. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Thank it's, you. I mean, that's, that's the goal. And like, that's the whole reason why I kept going. Like Krista and I were hammocking the other day and she asked me like, why did you, why, why were you keeping going? Like what made you continue when it took so long and so much work to actually establish yourself as a business owner and do all the things that were needed? And I was just like, I need people to understand that you don't need to do this traditional USA grind until you are absolutely at the bottom of your mental health ever. Like, no, I just, I want to make sure that people know that there's little things they can do and little things make big changes. It's not about like, oh, what's going to happen in the future? Because there is no such thing as the future. It's literally only right now. And the little things that you do every single day are those things compound on each other. And that's what makes the future. Yeah. And yeah, two, two, three years ago, I literally was nannying like 50, 60 hours a week and could barely do my homework because I wasn't interested in it. And just when things click, it really, it just is great. Yeah. yeah. That kind of goes into what I would say, because a lot of the conversations that we'll have with uh, leaders, especially principals or educational leaders, is a burnout. They're tired. They're fried. Too much is on their plate. And so having those conversations with leaders, and and we've had this conversation, what can we do? So uh, from an outside perspective, I would like to know what, and and you were kind of, I think, saying some of those things, but what would you suggest? What would you say to those folks that are, burning out and fried out and like I, I'm looking to leave my looking to leave my job yeah you have a lot to say on this too but I'll chirp in real quick honestly burnout I have experienced it so many times and also with like imposter syndrome that isn't mm-hmm. really burnout but kind of plays hand mm-hmm. in hand imposter syndrome was a whole thing when I first started this even though I had the degree I had the knowledge all that stuff just because you think you care about what people think you know Whoever was in my high school sees now that I'm posting these little reels telling business owners what to do Mm -hmm. with their social media. It was weird when I first started out, but that really had to play with like your self image and the journaling, Mm -hmm. all that thing. So that was more of a different topic. But Mm -hmm. burnout wise, especially if it's like your whole career, 
I would just say make sure that you make time for yourself no matter what time it is in the day. It could be the morning. It could be after work if you're really not a morning riser. And you just need to make time for yourself to check in with yourself. Think if you are doing things that make you happy and if that's how you're doing and you're not going as well and you're kind of in this slump, don't be afraid to take a pivot. There are millions of jobs out there with AI. There's going to be millions more jobs. It's just... The, and the possibilities are really endless, mm -hmm. but I'll let you talk about burnout because you really had that with working overtime. Yeah, I never thought I would have experienced burnout only after working at yeah. in my position for like around a year. Um, but yeah, just always felt like I was on the clock. Um, I traveled a lot for my job. I would spend my weekends showing doctors around since majority of the time that was the only time that they would be available. And then my my direct boss was actually the founder of our company. So she was super busy too. So I just always felt an added pressure to always be working since my direct boss was the founder. Um, it led to me burning out, just me being completely exhausted. Sunday would roll around and just thinking about a five day work week was just exhausting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, as Ali mentioned, just making time for yourself since we started prioritizing our mental and physical health, we just told ourselves that we are going to strive to get 1% better every single day. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be an hour-long run. Um, you could literally pick up your book and read two pages of a yeah. book today, and you would get 1% better. Mm. And that compounds over time, and that is going to get you results. Yeah. So. You know, Allie, I don't know how much you know about my story. I know I've mentioned it before, and probably your, your parents have mentioned it, but you know, I went back to school. I wasn't a teacher until I was 30. Mm -hmm. You know, I went back when I was 27, 28 years old and finished my degree. My college experience was <laughs> dismal at best, um, was not focused, was not motivated. And but at the time, you, you know, you mentioned how there's so many if you, if you need to pivot, pivot, like, don't worry about mm -hmm. it. There's so many things you can do. And I think your generation has that advantage. Um, I feel like when I was struggling at your age, you know, 18, 19, 20, there wasn't as much opportunity out there. Um, so I just think that's a good message that, that listeners, um, young people are listening to if they hear this, that it's okay to, to, to pivot. And I just want people to know that like, you will figure it out. Like when we finally decided that Allie, when Allie and I decided that we were going to do this thing, we weren't sure how like yeah. the pay was going to be structured. We weren't sure what my everyday would look like, you know, but it just kind of follows. You just got to make that first step and then things will just kind of fall into place. Yeah. So you don't I, have to have all the answers right away. Exactly. Is that what you're exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, and on top of that, I was telling Krista, we don't have to pay for health insurance yet. Yeah. <laughs> got to do it before that. You might as yeah. well take the risk yeah. while you're young and we you don't have a family out. to support. Right. Yeah. We just saw it as like the perfect time to take this leap of faith and Absolutely. go for it. Yeah. It's yeah. impressive. It's very impressive. It is, and I would encourage, yeah, I would encourage folks to to think about that. And I know for us, in in where we're at, and dealing with, uh, you know, people in the education field, and the nice thing about education is we do get a little bit of time now here in the summer to reflect, uh, re I'd say replenish and all that mm -hmm. stuff because it is a grind. And so, but we need to figure out, I think, in as principals and leaders is how we're looking at this job and how much is on, how much is asked of us as, as teachers, educators, leaders, and then what are we going to do uh, about that? So, cause 
I do. I worry. I personally worry about the education field in general. There's not as many yeah. people going into teaching. The, the pipeline. Of the pipeline is, is not. It's and so up. we need to do so. We need, we need to have these conversations and do something better because there people are burnt out. Yeah. We we're, we're hearing that all the time. Yeah. I want to piggyback off of uh, leadership. We we ask our guests, uh, most of our guests, this question just out of curiosity. We like to hear the answers. Um, role models. Um, who impacted you growing up? Who were yeah. who were leaders? Who were people that that uh, you know mentors? That kind of thing. Yeah. So I've had, I mean, so many mentors ever since joining that polka dot mm-hmm. powerhouse thing. But what really triggered that whole sequence was I. So COVID hit. Needed a job. Was a nanny for the first time ever. It was great. But uh, we all laughed about that. By the way, yes. we're like, she's doing what? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I had never nanny before. Just like totally jumped into it. Uh, so after a year of that, she, the mom had another baby. So they were on maternity leave. So I needed a new job. Yeah. And I was like, well, nannying was pretty good. So I did it again. Um, I had an interview with a lady down. Oh, that was what I was going to mention was this woman lived directly across the street from your old house and my mom's old house. So that oh, was, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. It was that. like a crazy yeah. coincidence. Yeah. Super cool to see that. Uh, so I started working with her. Her name was Ashley Kosherik. She was an entrepreneur, started her own cleaning company. And now she has like 35 employees, something crazy, a local office here in Eau Claire too. They're doing super well. So I started there and was just a nanny. And that's when I first started doing Digitally Ahead, the blog and some freelancing. And I did a $15 Facebook ad, I remember. And I was like, oh, like, I don't want to spend this $15, like, but I got to. So I go to work on Monday and I think I launched on like Thursday and I walk in and Ashley was like, Allie, like you're trying to do this thing. Like, I didn't even know you had an entrepreneur like thing in you, blah, blah, blah. She took me under her wing, introduced me to Polkadot. She's heavily involved in that and got me uh, a few clients just from word of mouth. And she's just totally, totally was an amazing leader and mentor and made it clear that I wasn't just her nanny that she dropped her kids off with. Like I was someone who she was inspired by and wanted to show the way of what basically what to do. Wow. That's cool. It was fantastic. I'm so appreciative of her and I'm so glad that because of that networking group, I'm still close with her and I can't wait to introduce Krista soon. It's just, it was great. And it's crazy too. Cause like two years ago I was actually working at Northwestern mutual. It was just an internship that I was doing there. And Allie had actually brought me to a polka dot powerhouse, um, meeting one time. So I got to meet the entire community and all those amazing women it was great, but tomorrow's actually going to be our first meeting that we're going to together. Oh, so cool. I'm just super excited to get into that community and be surrounded by mm. by women with the same vision that we have and yeah. looking to help us out too. So yeah. Yeah. I think part of our purpose in life is to help others, mm-hmm. right? And that's why I think there are so many people in our life that have have helped all of us shape who we are. And so I, I say that, how can you give back? You got to keep this whole thing. You just you just got to keep giving back because if you're giving back, it, it's just going to do good out in the in the world, and that's that's better. So I just so much appreciate. You know, I know I've had just tons and tons of people in my life that I'm super grateful for. But mm-hmm. I just say you got to pay it forward now. I mean, it's our opportunity. Each one of us has that role to do something good for other, help someone else succeed. I think it's crazy that you say that because actually yesterday when Allie and I were in the office. We were, we were just kind of talking about that, paying it forward. Some people had messaged us on LinkedIn and there's all sorts of salesy messages sure. that you get on LinkedIn. But I had told Allie, some person had reached out to me saying that they'll be in the Eau Claire area 
And I was telling Allie, I'm like, Allie, I feel like I should respond to this person just because when I was working at Northwestern Mutual, I knew that grind. And it was exhausting, constantly being left on red, sending all these messages, but never getting any traction from it. Yeah. So I, I told Allie, I'm like, the people who are successful wouldn't be successful if other successful people wouldn't be willing to help them. Sure. And like, that's what I told Allie. I'm like, with this, I want to be able to like pay it forward yeah. and give back to the people who have, give back to people so that, I don't know, it's just our form of giving back, yeah. I guess. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I have that. I think that's awesome. I love it. Hey, we've got two questions. Okay. We've got two questions left here for you. Um, what are some of your favorite leadership or health wellness uh, resources could be books could be podcasts could be people apps whatever that you would recommend to listeners do we say it together Allie? i think we should the, the mel, mel robbins, robbins podcast oh, oh yeah <laughs> mel we, we love yeah. you <laughs> we, we know mel we if know you're her. listening to the two principles pod <laughs> yeah. we really Give us appreciate call. that yeah please come <laughs> yeah. on we'd love to have you on mel <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah she's good yeah, she's, she's very good, fantastic. Yeah. Oh she God. just like speaks to your soul. She knows how to relate to people. And yeah. just hearing her story too, I feel like so many people are able to relate to her story. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was in her 50s yeah. when she had this canon event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was ultimately the breaking point where she's like, I got to change something about my life because I can't keep moving on this trajectory moving forward. Yeah. So, yeah, one of the big things we uh, or I have really taken from her podcast was the uh, five second rule. I'm sure you guys have heard. Yeah, that's just so great because, yeah, back to like discipline and motivation. Everyone would ask her, like, how are you motivated to keep going? Like, why are you doing these things? And she simply is just like, I'm not. (laughs) I hate to break it to you. I'm really not. (laughs) But I count down from five and I just force myself to do it. There's no option. Yeah. Yeah. It's the discipline. It's not the motivation. It's the discipline that that you commit to. Right. We talk about that a lot, that there's a big difference between motivation and and discipline. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's good. And that's she's a well-known resource, obviously. But uh, for those listeners that haven't uh, checked her out, they should definitely check her out. I love love her post. She's got yeah, she does snippets. Yeah. All right. Final question. We're going to get a two for one here because we're going to get two answers. Um, If you were to give one single piece of advice to listeners out there that are looking to change the trajectory of their situation, um, could be complicated. It could be super simple. Just one tangible thing that, that someone could do tomorrow. They could start tomorrow. What would it be? That's it's yeah. a loaded question. I know, I know. But Whoever <laughs> gets to go second gets a little extra time. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'll say that honestly, don't think of things as like this giant five-year picture where, uh, oh, maybe I want to change my career and do something else. Well, it takes three years or four years to get a degree in that field, or it takes two years to get experience in that field, things like that. Just think of literally what you have to do tomorrow. If it's one task at a time, one day at a time, one step at a time, it's not as overwhelming as people might think. And that's the way that I went about it. I had my lock screen right when I first started as like an affirmation. Mm. And I was someone who literally was like, why were would people sit there and tell themselves things in the mirror? Like, what is that about? (laughs) But it has so much background, like science background, Mm, about mm. how it can totally rewire your subconscious, which is the leading factor in how you present yourself, how you feel about yourself, how you 
sleep, everything, just mm-hmm. so many things about that. But I put my lock screen as you can program your own mind. And that's just really when I started doing things, you know, don't focus on what you have to do next week when you haven't even done this first task. Just make sure you do this and then keep going from that one brick at a time. One brick at a time. That's from a Mel Robbins podcast, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, that's something that we always like, like to tell each other, too, when we were starting out on this journey. But um, one piece of advice for me was don't let fear get in the way of your dreams. Um, I know it's intimidating. I know it's scary to take that leap of faith. But you ultimately won't be having these, this tension in your life. You won't be feeling like you need to take a different step in your life if you truly weren't meant to. So just, I guess, listening to the signs that the universe are giving you and um, just go for it. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Believe in yourself. So when are you guys uh, starting your podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. Because I'm telling you, I think you need to. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is exactly what I'm thinking as well. And I mean, we just, that's a whole nother. We've talked about it for months. Yes. Yes. Because so Krista and I, we basically have a podcast without the microphones. (laughs) We talk to each other like this 24 seven. Mm -hmm. Even we're going on three hour walks on accident because we just keep talking. (laughs) And that's a whole another aspect of why I ended up not doing this business solo like some people would. And I was like, no, I want a team. I want to have that like coordination aspect is because people respond to conversation because they're not just going to listen, like unless it's Mel, of course, but they're not going to listen to one person telling them what to do on a podcast where it's just really not interesting. There's not like that dynamic of two people. I mean, every single podcast that is in those high ends rankings on Spotify or Apple podcast, whatever it's called, it's two people. It's not one. And even like Joe Rogan, he has one, but he has guests every single time. Mm -hmm. So it's just, yeah, I don't know. We might. Next well, week. I can see it happening. Yeah, you guys, yeah. Like, yeah. You guys you. have a good energy, a good vibe. Yep. And and more importantly, I think the, the message that you guys are trying to put out there into the world. Yeah, man, that's good stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Thank I you think, so much. I think I think it would be a, a hit. So, all right. If you want to know what not Sounds to like do, we gotta give go us for a call. It. Yeah, we'll we'll have to get <laughs> yeah. the rundown from the two principals. <laughs> oh, jeez, we yeah. made lots of mistakes. <laughs> I, you know, I've, I mentioned this earlier, and I want to come back to this just in case. But do you guys remember your principals when you're growing up? Yes, I do. I remember my high school principal was Becky Brodier. Mm, I yeah. never really met her. <laughs> yeah. Like she's working at the district office right now okay. as an assistant. Suit. Yes, yeah. nice. And then. I don't remember the name of my elementary or middle school, but I can see their face exactly. Mm -hmm. And they were both women. And uh, like, just principals are great. I know that the current principal at Andover High is actually one of my boyfriend's buddies. It's his dad, and he's Tim Fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Oh, I've known the name. Yeah, and so I just went to Jordan, my younger sister. She graduated from Andover about a month ago, and Mm -hmm. they had the whole commencement, and Mm -hmm. Tim spoke, and he had just. A really inspiring story about just like choose happy. You guys are going mm. into the world. There's a million trillion things going mm. on in the world right now. Whatever happens, just come back to that question and choose what makes you happy or choose happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's great. How about you? Oh boy. Mm. Um, Principal wise. What? Principals. Oh, yes. Um, my elementary principal was Mrs. Lestrang. She scared me, but she was super nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then my middle school principal was Casey Nye. He was fantastic. And then um, 
Oh my gosh, Mr. Todd Bohm. That was my high school okay. principal. But yeah, all of them are great. Um, what advice would you give for um, principals out there? For me, I just always remember our high school principal always like being in the hallways during passing hours, um, being present during lunch hour or just when students were present. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like that, like personally, my, our high school principal would always call me smiley every time he'd see me. <laughs> um, he just had a relationship with pretty much every single student, but then that also just made students feel like that they could go to him. Yeah. Um, for pretty much whatever. So I know a lot of people that would go to our principal, even just to like eat lunch with them and hang sure. out with them and talk about things going on at home. And just having that support system is huge for a lot of kids just because they don't have that at home. Yeah, I love it. Ellie, how about you? I will say, so I had this elementary school principal and I'm not sure if you guys, or if it's still a thing, but like morning announcements... If that's oh, yeah. still a thing, probably yeah, we usually not. do ours on Friday. We do a Friday, okay. a yeah. Friday one, yep. So yeah, so when I was in elementary school, it was like the daily morning announcements, and I still remember the, the phrase that she would say every time. She would end every morning announcements with the same thing, which was "Make it a great day or not, the choice is yours." That was literally <laughs> the quote that my high school principal uh, would say: "Make it a great day or not." The, the choice, choice is yours. Is yours. I Every single day. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah, not. it's stuck with me and it's really good advice. So maybe yeah. advice for other principals is have a slogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got our, our it's a great, lines. it's nice. a great day to be a Royal. It's a great day to be nice. a Royal. We sign yep. off with, I love you. So, um, Hey, first of all, we, again, we so much appreciate your time coming over here. Love the office, love the vibe, love what you're doing. And I would encourage anybody, uh, to check out digitally ahead. I think you guys are going to, I feel the vibration in the universe. You guys are going to be very successful in what you're doing and anything that we can do to help. We'd love to do that. Uh, but again, appreciate your time. Where can listeners find you? We'll put it in the show notes. We'll do all that stuff, but where can they find you? Perfect. So uh, we have a lot of apps like for social media, but you can we'll find, get them all in there. Yeah. You can find all of our social media accounts on our website, which is www.digitally-ahead.com. And okay. that's, yeah, you can learn okay. more about us, our services, why we do what we do and follow us on social. Yeah, I was going to say we're pretty active on like Instagram. We try to post numerous stories a day. So just keeping the following engaged. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely follow along and and see what okay. we're up to. So, well, Krista, Allie, thank you so much. Um, thank Allie, you. this has been super fun yeah. for me. This has been <laughs> super fun. I just I can't I can't tell you enough how impressed I am by you. Thank you. Um, just, I was just excited. I was telling Krista as we were walking in, we went and grabbed coffee before yeah. you guys got here across the street. And I was walking back and I'm like, I can't believe if you would have told me like four years ago that I would, my first podcast was going to be with my <laughs> uncle Kevin. Well, if you would have told me four months ago I was going to have a podcast, <laughs> yes, I would have yes. said you're crazy. So Exactly. Um, well, I, I tell you what, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. We're going to sign off and, and uh, everybody make it a great week. And uh, The choice is yours. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you hanging out with the two principals today as we continue on this journey towards a healthier and happier you, one step at a time, one conversation at a time. We would love for you to follow, subscribe, and rate, review our podcast wherever you listen. And we are so grateful for your support. As always, please follow us on all of our social media accounts at Two Principals. You can find us on the web at twoprinciples.com. Questions for Kevin or myself, email us at twoprinciplespodcast at gmail.com. As always, thanks for raising your frequency today and looking inward, wishing you peace and happiness 
on your journey. Remember, a better you makes for a better today. It starts with you. Until next time, get out of your head and into your heart.